Hello, welcome back to the TNG Golfcast. It's uh, Gareth here again, and obviously my co-host Tom. Tom, how are we doing, sir? Yeah, good, mate. Not unlike yourself, quite tired this week. It's been yes. a few late nights, and shift work's been a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, well, that'll probably explain. Um, you might notice some of the sound being different, and uh, circumstances out of our control has led to this week's episode being done via Skype. Yeah, uh, we just didn't want to have to look at each other, did we? Yeah, hard enough for each other, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, episode 15. And uh, mate, where else is that to start? Obviously, the PGA was this past weekend. Uh, first thing I want to say is, how wrong were we? <laughs> uh, we were only one shot off at being double figures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, our scoring shit was quite terrible, to be fair. Uh, but, was, uh, I. The course being easy, that uh, was completely <laughs> was not, not a good call either. No, um, no, they actually did really well there with O'Kill. I still think they struggle to see what their actual identity of the tournament is. But yeah. that being said, O'Kill was a really good, solid test for these guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you watched yourself over the four days, but from what I've seen, like, even like I mean, pin positions where the pins were placed, even the shots off the tee box and that as well was a bit challenging. And then obviously the the weather to contend with as well at times there, which yeah. is a bit a bit much. But um yeah, so one place to start really with Oak Hill and the PGA championship, mate, and uh Michael Block. The people's champion. Yeah, PGA Club professional. Uh a fairy well, tale story. Yeah, definitely, mate, definitely. He's um well, first off, obviously, cards are 70, 70, 70, 71. I mean, playing the, the players field. that he actually beat. That's, yeah. That's like you're saying, you're going out there with the field that was in front of them. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely insane. I mean, uh, you obviously caught the imagination early on as well of the fans. Um, got about a good amount of time on the TV, especially with Sky Sports as well, which is good to see. Um, yeah, they latched on to him quite quickly after the second round, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, massive congratulations. He's now obviously <clears throat> gained entry to the, the tournament next year. He has an, uh, had an invitation to this, is it this week, week after? The Charles Schwab, the Colonial. I think it's next week. Yeah, it could I be. Think, yeah. Don't quote me on that. And also, also, yeah. The Canadian Open. Yeah, I mean. Which that'll be a big one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Rory was talking about that. On Sunday night, uh, he was looking forward to playing the Canadian Open. And then, obviously, Mr. Block himself will be playing that as well. So good I, wonder, I wonder if there's a bit of a little bit of manipulation of tea time selections and in the back out with McElroy there again. <laughs> a wee bit of good luck, Junk. I just, yeah, I think it would be good to see. I think he's deserved it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, yeah, you had a very good four days. Um, Finishing tied 15th at plus one, and what a way to end his round! Yeah, it was some part three at the 15th. Uh. Oh man, 151 yard slam dunk hole in one. I, I watched it live, and I don't know what I like more either the hole in one itself or the reaction of him on, on the team box, Rory. Like, the, no, no, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Eh? I think, like, if you watched his interview with Sky Sports afterwards, when they said, like, talk us through it, 
he said, obviously, he's seen the shot, he's seen it look good, but he didn't see it come down. And then he hears the crowd go crazy. So he sort of tips the hat, thinking, right, okay, I've got it close, that's good. <laughs> and then Rory turns around to him and starts coming up to him, gives him a hug, and he's like, Rory's not going to hug me, it's just a good shot that gets close. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now starting to think it's gone in the hole. And Rory tells me it's in the hole. And I have to <laughs> just ask him again, just yeah. out of sheer disbelief. Uh, he's brilliant. Oh, well, you uh, said, mate. I, I love this humbleness about the whole the whole week. The fact yeah. that obviously they're saying that they told him in how many lessons of money he's earned. Yeah. Uh, that was great and everything like that. But he was more happy with the fact that because he's finished time 15, he's now guaranteed to be in it next year. So that's yeah. opened up a space for another PGA pro to get in. Yeah, I like that. Which I think I like that. that's great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> what a week, honestly. 46-year-old. I mean, I can't remember the name of his club. It's going to annoy me. But they showed footage of, obviously, um, everybody Yeah. <laughs> it's like a wee party atmosphere. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, congratulations again, Mr. Michael Block, and uh, looking forward to watching him again uh, on the TV next couple yeah. of weeks. And then, obviously, next year, the future. Yeah, so very good. But yeah, what else happened this week, mate? Before we get on to this, before yeah. we get on to this, I've actually done a lot of hard work over the, the weekend and I've got an impersonation for you. <laughs> right, go for it. You ready for it? Go for it. It's Mr. J Monaghan and it's fuck, 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 no! <laughs> that leading us on to Mr. Live Man. Major oh. Brooksy is back in the winner's circle of majors Mate. again. He's overtaken Rory. Yep. Which is he's, the, he's the most successful major player in the last decade. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. And the way he played. Like, like everybody else, he battled through the elements and as well and all the rest of it. But when it came to making that move, he made it and yeah, mate, it was just so impressive. So impressive, eh? I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of Brooks anyway. I nearly picked him, I nearly picked him in the rock picks. But I went with Sheffler, and obviously, he eventually came around and played very well and got a good finish. But yeah, man, um, after his performance at the Masters, well, I mean, that's what I was gonna say, he did, he did on Sunday this week what he couldn't do on Sunday in the Masters, yeah. He just got the flat stick rolling and just birdie time. On a tougher course as well. Yeah, but I think he was hungrier. Yeah. Not that he wasn't hungry for the Masters. He wants the Masters. Who doesn't? But yeah. he just... and it It's kind of like the Masters gave him that belief, even though he'd won on live. Mm-hmm. It sort of gave him that belief that, no, no, I'm still this good. I can do this. <laughs> and he went on to go and prove that. Yeah, amazing. I mean, obviously he's got a kid on the way as well. So I know he's um, a happy man at the moment. Yeah, that's it, man. That's going to help his mindset and this whole state of mind at the minute with golf, especially. Yeah, man. Honestly, I was just so happy. So happy. Did to you see, see the bit of banner that came out from his missus, Jenna? Because there's a few people saying, "Why didn't you go?" Yeah, I, <laughs> a, I go to TikTok of her back <laughs> of the house that, we, that you now know from the. Full swing documentary on Netflix is trophy yeah. cabinets. 
<laughs> and she was dusting off the space for the next Wanamaker. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, oh, man's amazing. I mean, I mean hang on now, you mentioned full swing. I mean, if there are forming season two, what like I meant to be. Full, sw- uh, full swing himself, he's taking in his attitude, eh? Yeah, I mean, this could be like even better television than what it was. Obviously, we loved it anyway, but man. I really hope they were there and they got some of Michael Block. Because yeah. that is definitely something yeah, I would like to see more of him behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, oh, just, yeah, Brooks is back. And you know for a fact, US Open will be in the sights as well, which isn't too yep. far away. Um, and the, the way he's playing at the minute, like, as nothing's really, nothing's phasing him. You know no, what I mean? Back to that 2018-2019 arrogant, confident player that he was. Yeah. But I think I like the fact that obviously when they spoke to him afterwards and he and he was quite happy at talk, he seemed really happy within himself mm-hmm. to show a bit more emotion and obviously to thank the fans at New York and stuff like that. Yeah. It gives that sense that a lot of people find him and even from the Phil Swing documentary, they always find him very just unlikable. But I think that's just because he's so sheer focused. When he's on the golf course, he doesn't want to talk to anyone. He just wants to win. Yeah. And it's not not unlike Tiger to a degree. Tiger wouldn't talk to does now since the injuries and he knows. And a lot of it probably was PR as well because his image was getting hurt with his off-golf course antics. Yeah. But in that period between 2000 and 2008, he didn't talk to a soul. He didn't want to. It was just the only person he talked to was the caddy. And that was probably telling him what he was doing, not to take advice. <laughs> <laughs> and it is just sheer determination to win. And Brooks, he's got it. That's the thing that's, that set me back a wee bit as well. I mean, after, obviously, the, the, the final pop went in, and you see him walking towards the clubhouse to get a scorecard marked and that as well. You've seen the tears coming out of his eyes. Yeah. You've seen that emotion coming out. And, I mean... You know, the thing it's is, been a tough road for him. Yeah. Yeah, injuries, mental state, everything, mate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to see him. You know, I think Mark, there was a 10 year anniversary of him with his caddy as well, um, which was nice. We touched that you mentioned that in his interview. I mean, the guy, along with Bryson, was booed by yeah. the New York fans as well. It was blew my mind. It didn't blow my mind, to be fair, because we know what like, golf fans are like at the minute. The side will win and stick with that and all the rest of it. But like, we've obviously got, I say obviously, like, people should know, we've actually got fans listening to us in New York. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of wondering if there's anybody, any of them that actually went to the PGA. Just let us know how it went. You know, I mean, like, any more information about if they watched Brooks or whatever, or like, watch certain players, let us know. Let's get in touch like either through Instagram or is it, is it just still Instagram or does the email sort of legit? Uh, no, the email is still pending. <laughs> I've been too busy. I'll, I'll let you off a lot, man. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, just, still got the Twitter. Yeah, oh, yeah, Twitter as well. I keep forgetting about Twitter, man. Christ, uh, that's because yeah. you're not on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Twitter person, man. Eh? But yeah, fair, any sort of insight. Safer for your mental health. It's a fucking cesspool of shite, Twitter. <laughs> oh fuck that, man. Fuck that. But yeah, anyway, uh, great one. For Brooks, um, yeah, four solid rounds. Obviously, day one was a bit quiet for him by his standards, but he certainly hotted up days two, three, and four. Yeah, round one, so, 72, 
and yeah. obviously he went 66, 66, 67. To, uh, At 66 to, uh, on the Saturday in that weather was impressive. Yeah. That was the one, eh? That was a turning point, thank you. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, he wasn't he, like clear, running off in the sunset at any point. He was being closely followed by uh, yeah. our favourite Norwegian. You know what I mean? Well, our only Norwegian, but yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, he is the only Norwegian, I think, that is in the top 150, I think. But yeah. He's Hovland's having a great season now. He's he's certainly becoming a bit kind of like Brooksy a little bit there. Where PGA Tour events, yeah, he might have a good week here or there. Mm. Obviously, he's got a couple of wins, but it seems to be at this moment in time since the last major last year at the Open, he has really turned it on that he likes to perform well at majors. So he's close to. He would be a very good shout for this year's Open, I think. Well, I think you've mentioned that on previous episodes that he could be a shout or an honourable mention that you you spoke about. Uh, but yeah, he was he wasn't far off, and then we'll get on to it in a minute. Like what happened, but yeah, Kepka becomes the sixth player to win the championship on three or more occasions, which <laughs> just some grouping that he's in. Eh? Yeah, so he joins Walter Hagen, Jack Nicholas. Tiger Woods, Gene Saracen, Sam Snead. That's just, to me, up there it's with the creme, It's the creme de la creme, isn't it? Yeah, there's no one better. The only name that. missing, really, off that list is probably Arnie. Yeah. yeah I don't know how many he's won there, but obviously, if there's a group of lads you want to be in, in terms of the history of the game, can't look further than that. I think Arnie's had two. Because Sam Snead and Gene Saracen won three, Tiger won yeah. four, and then Jack and Walter won the five. five. Yeah. I think Arnie's at two, yeah. I mean, that's like you said, mate. Creme de la creme, isn't it? That's <laughs> crazy, man. So, yeah, we'll go back to Hovland. Um, the colourful Hovland. Yeah, his comments. <laughs> he gets, I don't know what's happening with it, but obviously Limburg is... The brand in for his clothing, they're doing really well because obviously seen yeah. people seem to like love talking to him about how bright his colouring of his clothes is. <laughs> he was honest. I can't talk him on that. that. Yeah, um, they pay me to do it. He didn't yeah. off look like Ricky Fowler on one day from Ricky's yeah. old days when it was all yeah. orange. Yeah, bright, bright orange as well, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like you mentioned before, this is form at the minute in the majors, especially is. Promising, yeah, and very. If it wasn't for a hiccup Bunker. on the sixteenth on the yeah. Sunday, it was um, a short. Yeah, he, had, he had to go for it though, didn't he? he was choosing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, was, was he too behind at that point? Yeah, we were too behind at that point. Within sight. Now, really. was he not one behind? Because did not Brooks not go on to birdie that, and then he doubled it to give him a four-shot lead going down the last two. I think you're right, mate. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, either way, he was... <laughs> you seem where, obviously, you're in the bunker. Brooks is up ahead of you in the rough, and you know his strength. He's going to be able to get it out. And obviously, boy, did he get it out well. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had to, he had nothing else to do. He, he had to go for it. He couldn't be conservative there. And obviously, just a little bit too too tight to that lip. I, I, I can't mean who it was, but somebody was in there before him. I think it might have been Corey Connors, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, did the same yeah, thing. Exact same thing, right into the bank of the bunker, man. It was, oh, we've all done it. 
one of but things. that's what that course was built on they said that from day one these bunkers are going to hurt players yeah so yeah well that's the thing we're talking about as well obviously the challenge of actual the course being a pga championship i mean previously they're not as difficult as and it's just nice to see bunkers in america be actual bunkers yeah and how many hazards <laughs> jesus man. but usually bunkers over in the states have got no more than a couple inches on the lip yeah. so you can hit yeah. three woods out of them so it was nice to see a, an actual bunker and some of the ones around the greens are just they looked hellish oh, with the elevation of that as well undulations yeah. of the green no wonder the score was as it was you know what i mean i was just so entertaining man but yeah hovland yeah. he's I, i'm kind of leaning towards him he'll to be my him. outside for the open i think yeah um he just doesn't look faced i mean even if you go yes. back to the the masters and he's playing mccantley and the slow play thing and the rest of it. He, just, he did just, so well to handle that situation because yeah, any, that's anybody else would put a fucking club with them, boys. Head. You know what I mean? But yeah, he done so well, man. Um, yeah, he's he's, he's going to be a big name for the Ryder Cup as well. I think. I know he's he's going he's going to be an automatic pick anyway, and I think that's yeah. easy for everyone to see. But I think in terms of character, with how he's performing at the moment, especially in the majors. Mm-hmm. He's going to be one of those ones that you wouldn't actually mind him being put out with a rookie. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd agree with that, mate. I mean, if you go back to the US Open last year, he missed the cut, and then from there, on every major, he finished in a tie for fourth at the Open. Yeah, that's a right. Share, a share of seventh at the Masters, and then now a career playing playing with the slowest man on the planet. Yeah, I mean to finish there with that. Fucking idiot next year. He's oh, I think he's got the which which goes to show with the kind of player that he is and obviously the talent he's got and obviously how again he's confirmed his ability this weekend just fast. What would it have been like had he been out with someone other than Cantley at the Masters? Yeah, someone would else he like give, would he have given them a run? He's capable of it. He's capable. I mean I, I can't think how old the Arjo is, he's mid twenties. Yeah, he's around about the twenty-five-six range. I mean, I'm in all belief. So plenty, plenty of golf yet, definitely. Yeah, they've definitely picked someone up, mate. Definitely, major-wise. And he's obviously now been put to sixth in the world. In the world rankings. I mean, the rankings don't mean much, but for him to be sitting sixth looks pretty good. So yeah, that was yeah, great play, great play. I loved it. I mean, I watched. I think I watched. Small amount on Thursday, a couple hours on Friday, Saturday I watched probably from about 6pm until finish and then Sunday I think I stuck on about 7 o'clock and then watched it to the end and you're, you're gripped, it's a major. I mean, we, we kind of shot it down last week because we're no big fans of it in relation to the other three but this... It's been the best PGA Championship I've watched yeah. for at least 10 years. Uh, it's, it's one that yeah. I, I genuinely think will be remembered. Oh yeah, definitely, mate. definitely. So, things that maybe won't be remembered very well <clears throat> in regards to players. Um, Rory McIlroy. What's your thoughts on his week? He sort of alluded to it at the start of the week that he thought he was fighting something because obviously he's got that was it whoop uh, wristband thing that tells you 
of what your, reco- yeah, what your recovery sleep is, what your heart rate is, what your body temperature is sitting at. And he was, he said he felt like he'd gotten a decent amount of sleep the night before, but his whip was telling him that he'd only had like 22% recovery and his body temperature was like three and a half degrees higher than it normally is. So he mm. thought he was fighting a, an infection. Um, in terms of Rory himself, just bit part wasn't he really he, like he said going into into Saturday he wasn't out of it by any stretch of the imagination because obviously no, no, no. with how tough that course was playing had the conditions been maybe a bit tougher he could have maybe capitalised but I think with the conditions going into it, there wasn't really many outside maybe the top five players that were really gonna push and ask the questions of Brooks at the top so, yeah, it was just a bit, without being too disrespectful, it was a bit forgetful. Yeah, I mean, like you said, me, he wasn't out of it. He, he, he came back into the sort of top end of the leaderboard with... Like, yeah, but he, he, how many times has he done that, though? If he's not in a contention the first two days, but he makes the cut, he'll... He then makes his way up the leaderboard over the next two days and finishes roundabout top 10 top 15 as he did this weekend it's just he's got the ability to do that That's it's, it's becoming a bit of a, it's becoming a bit of a staple for him yeah I mean obviously he mentioned like the whole carry on the last 18 months with the war that's been going on between the PGA and Liv and the Keith Pelley show I mean the DP Walter sorry um, and it's kind of taking its toll mentally I mean, he's fair enough. Yeah, that's genuine. That can be a case, and he has been very involved in it. My point to the thing, although yes, you are an ambassador for the PGA and you're on the player committee and everything else. Mm -hmm. Did you need to be as vocal on it? Not really. Yeah, you could say a bit when the press come and speak to you, but you didn't need to go out of your way to start pumping the bandwagon other. Yeah, the bandwagon of the PGA and and trying to talk down and picking fights with Greg Norman as much as people would have found it entertaining. Focus on your golf. Let your golf do the talking. If you walk out and win majors, people aren't going to be talking about this live thing in terms towards yourself. Mm-hmm. They're going to be talking about you again, just expanding on your amazing talent and the, your trophy haulage as you've already got. So, yeah, I, I just... I've said it from day one. I didn't like how vocal he was being about it. I don't know how much that was obviously pressure from a um, money-hungry dickhead, Jay Monahan. <laughs> so, because this is it's all. I don't think there's probably half of the people involved with the PGA that aren't players that really give two fucks about Liv. It's just Jay doesn't want to lose the money and the hold that they had over the monopoly of money in the game of golf. And that's what they've challenged. Yeah, I mean, on that point, actually, I mean, in your mind, I mean, obviously, we both agree that world, rank, world rankings don't really mean a lot at the minute. Um, but in your mind, is Rory the third best player in the world at the minute? At the minute? No. But if you take in potential 
and on their best on the day, mm. yeah, you can't have him outside the top three. You just can't. No. I mean, <clears throat> in my mind, you're probably in agreement. I mean, John Rahm, such top. Well, come on to him in a minute, actually, on his weekend. But he's such top. Scottish Scheffler. And then there isn't on, much on. between him and Scheffler at the moment. No. To be honest with you. Not. And if, if Rory's on his day as well, he's definitely up there. You you would call it one, two, three, but you could put any name of each of those in one, two, three, and you'd be justified in doing it. This is maybe a curveball for you, man. What about Brooks? I would say Brooks should be up there, at least if not the top four. Yeah. yeah He's that's, that's... sitting 13th in the world now after that win. Because I've got He's... the world rankings up in front of me just now. Cam yeah. Smith is still sitting at eighth. So he's the highest live player. Brooksy's gone from 44th to 13th. So he was still inside the top 50. And then you're, well, I'm hunting down now to find the next one. <laughs> Joaquin Neiman at 30. He must have caught the speaker in as well. Yeah, he must have cut, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in my opinion, Brooks, like you said, Comfortably, number four. Yeah. In the top five in the world. I mean, you're in agreement with that as well. I just, well, no Rory's potential. But the thing is, it's like, right, if if I right now in the world of golf give every player their best, best ability for a four-day event, mm -hmm. I'm calling top five right now is... And in no particular order, I'm just comping a, a group of five together. Scheffler, mm -hmm. Ram, McElroy, Brooks, DJ. Yeah, DJ's there's got only, There's <laughs> only one player, I think, that could potentially push one of those out, and that's Cameron Smith. Yeah, got to be Cameron Smith, man. Yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating, mate. Eh? I mean, the, the, the best players in the world, PGA or Liv, they're the best players that should be like, showcased as that. Um, mm -hmm. It's just a shame. That is a shame, man. I mean, you can't argue with the top two. You can't argue with the top two, man. John's season so far has been phew, unbelievable. You know what I mean? And Scotty as well, getting himself tied second for this week. And we had a couple of ropey. Well, he's finished. The, he's finished the week as well, number one again. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's nuts. So, um, yeah, John Ram, you, you want yeah. to talk about my pick? Yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna slate you, right? Nah, yeah, it's it, justified in picking him because obviously, yeah. you look at the how he's playing, exactly. I just don't think he had the flat stick early enough in the week, and I don't think he liked the course <laughs> as he was quite vocal, especially about the par three. Was it the 11th? Oh, 248 yeah. yard par three. Where he hit, which was probably either a three iron or a two iron into it, hits the middle of the green and watches the ball roll off the green because they're that firm and fast. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think you like the course. Um, that's not taken away from the fact that he should be able to put that out of his head and still score, but that's golf. We're all humans. He certainly, obviously, once his anger goes, 
sometimes he can get himself back, sometimes he can't. I just don't think he had his best stuff, whether or not the two weeks break beforehand maybe killed a little bit of his momentum. But it's he strange, had to take a break sometime. That's right, you had to. You had to take a break, man. It's like, I, I don't see it as a black mark against him. It's just, it's, it's a major. It's and just up, a bad week. Yeah, up until this point, the, boy, the boy's been flawless. You know what I mean? Um, he's entitled to a bad week. He did make the cut, so he can maybe get something from that. He made the cut. I mean, I don't think he's under par at any point over the four days. No. But, no. like, when you look back over the four days and... We'll come on to obviously like, but the, the course was tough, mate. Yeah. And every player in the field struggled at some point. And yeah. the world number one at the time, he's allowed to do that. It's allowed to happen, eh? And uh, yeah, I mean, you picked him for a good reason, mate. I mean, my, my pick. And I'll, and I'll pick him again in the next two. <laughs> You're not going to go against it for this. I mean, golf's hard. And it's made even harder with harder courses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely. But, yeah. yeah, it's one of those yeah, weeks. You're looking at, obviously he was in a, like you say, he just made the cut and there was a, a notable list of names that couldn't even make the cut that week. Yeah, that so. surprised me at first, but then, yeah, obviously the week, you've seen the way the, the weekend unfolded as well. Yeah. 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 There's three, three players out of, obviously, the list that we're putting, there's maybe four out of the notables that I would say I didn't see them not making the cut. And yeah. that's, for me, would be Fitzpatrick was one. I was surprised at that one. Yeah. Jason Day after, I didn't, obviously, I would have loved to have seen him win it, but I didn't think he was going to go and win it after winning the week before because it's so mm-hmm. hard to do. Yeah. But I didn't expect him to struggle as much as he did. Taylor Gooch, supposedly in great form, obviously yeah. not had a, didn't have a great week the week before in the live event but wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination but yeah he definitely struggled out there and then maybe Ricky Fowler because he's been trending in the right way he certainly has me I mean I but he's now dropped out the top five again uh, top five top 50 yes sure but he'll come back he's he's, this oh, could yeah. be he's only two positions out of it yeah so I mean looking at uh, well listening to other outlets and that leading up to the PGA, a lot of people were going for Jason Day, like you said, for the win before, the week before, sorry. I mean, he was a good shout for anybody, but... The strength I mean, in his game is probably why, because obviously he's, he's a, an outstanding par. His short mm-hmm. game is second to none. Yeah, He's not short off the tee, and his ball striking with his irons is really impressive. But I just think the emotion of winning the week before... Probably just got the better of him this week. I think Fitz's problem as well is the amount of work that he's done on the big stick um, by bombing it. And he's bombing it on this golf course where it was meant to be looked upon as a bomber's course, maybe. But with the positions of the tees and like the, the rough was fucking horrific at times there. And he just got himself out of place too many times. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, I, I think that could have been his issue. But could just be a bad week at the same time. Yeah, it's just again it just goes to show how hard it is to win a game of golf. <laughs> I mean Taylor Gooch is that all right he won back to back on live. Like you said, didn't really have a great week on live. 
Is it that big a shock? Only because of how well he was playing before it. Like you, you don't said. win two back-to-back and you were shooting two back-to-back rounds in one tournament of 10 under. Mm-hmm. It's He was impressive. He was playing really well. But yeah. not unlike a little bit like at the very start of the year, Max Homer was playing really well. Yeah. He won, a, won an event. He had a really good couple of high finishes and he seems to have petered off a little bit in form. These guys will come back. They're, they're good golfers. They'll they'll find it again, probably in a couple of weeks' time. They'll be back to the top of the leaderboard if not winning. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, Tony, Tony Fina. Well, I didn't expect him to be where he was. Um, you know. It's, Final round finish was plus fifteen. That's a bit of a shock. Uh, yeah, you would have thought he was a bit better than that, but that course beat up. You look at Justin Thomas; he was plus twelve. Yeah, and he's the reigning champion. Phil Mickelson, who's won there before, plus ten. Dustin Johnson, who'd won the week before that, plus nine. John Ramwell, number one, plus seven. It's just a bad week. Yeah, yeah. This is why like, I think we're both in agreement. Like the PGA lived up to expectations this year, and Oak Hill did an amazing job on making people like me and you feel better about the game of golf. <laughs> when you see the top guys score yeah. like that, it's, it's we certainly have to eat our own words as well with how we were talking about it going into it. Yeah, um, I appreciate that though. We, we, we gave our opinion and we were completely fucking wrong. <laughs> and it's nice, in a way, <laughs> to be proven so badly wrong. Um, but yeah, it was it was good, man. I mean, but yeah, Fowler will come back. Fitzy will know, come back as well. He'll be looking firmly towards the next major, I think, yeah. Try yeah. Team, which would be interesting. Um, the man that we love and follow had a really sore week, I think, yeah. And I mean sore by the looks of what could potentially be happening with the injury that you might have. Big Bob missed the cut. Yeah, he was plus 12, wasn't he? Yeah, plus 12. Um, just just didn't have it. He was looking good. You said he, the media, that I did see the very little this year, Bob, media-wise, he was talking about um, obviously Fitness wise, feeling good, uh, mentally feeling good going into the tournament. Obviously, we normally fucking representative of Scotland <laughs> played a part as well for him. Um, but yeah, just a, a bad week, man. Uh, we mentioned every time we're both, but like, but we, we do hope he somehow finds a way to the end of the cup. Um, do you think this sort of result from the PGA Championship is going to do many harm? Um, harm not quite yet because there's still enough golf left to go if he has a similar performance in the US Open if he's even in the US Open I don't know then I would say yeah he's now putting himself into a position where his back's against the wall and he has to really overperform the Open Um, but I think realistically if he doesn't have a run of top 10s 
on the GP world. He's he needs to have a good open this year. Yeah, I mean, one guy that could be taking his place really as a man you've been following this year eh? and quite Maronk. Maronk. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think Maronk. If he keeps going on the way he's going at this moment in time, Maronk might actually qualify without needing a pick. Yeah, yeah. The guy's playing then, some good golf, mate. He's playing some really, really good golf. Um, I mean, Strachan as well. Finished tied seventh. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, well, I've been concerned, obviously, with the Ryder Cup. Um, like, you've been sort of championing the guys coming through and that, which I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you regarding that. But when you see the big names drop out that we'll have doing resignations, all the rest of it, you think who's going to come through and like be a force to be reckoned with? Then we like join the likes of John Ram and Mark Roy and that. Morong's definitely trending in the right direction. Like you said, could be an automatic pick. Just so the, the six, the six automatics at the moment is John Ram, Rory McIlroy, Victor Perez, Victor Hovland, mm-hmm. Terrell Hatton, and Fitzpatrick. The four on the bubble, Yannick Paul, who's had a very good season at the, at the moment on the DP World, yeah. Adrian, well, Adrian Moronk, Fleetwood, and Shane Lowry. Now, I think regardless of what goes on, if Lowry and Fleetwood don't get automatic, they'll get picks because you'll need yeah. the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Tyrrell Hatton will probably get a pick if he's not in it as well just again for experience. The one there that I'm surprised is quite comfortable because he's in third position is Victor Perez. I know he won earlier in the year, but he's not really played much decent golf since. I'm surprised he hasn't fallen down the list into a little bit more. Yeah, he's low. I mean, just, I think I've seen his name mentioned like two or three times. Or there was footage of him. Yeah. Over there. This week, I mean, we can't take away the win that he had at the start of the year. Obviously, Kim's well, way to finish it as well with that, that shot on the 17th. Uh, aye, at the yes, yeah, bomb bunker shot on the 17th. Aye, that bunker shot, yeah. yeah. I mean, Justin Rose finished tied ninth and he was in contention. If, if he I keeps think. going the way he's going, I don't think he needs to win. I just think he needs to keep playing solid golf. If he can stay yeah. roundabout, never outside the sort of top 20 mark in the next, top 20, top 30 in the next three months, I think he'll cement himself a pick. I know, obviously, he said after he won at Pebble Beach, he wants to make sure that he qualifies for the team and doesn't have to mm-hmm. put the pressure on his, on his good friend, McDonald to pick him, but I think he's done enough to show that his golf's in a in a strong enough position that you can rely on him, especially if you're going to have someone like Moronk out there who's never been in, in and around the Ryder Cup and you need him to go out with someone who is level-headed, is going to always be really good to to rely on, to get advice from, to take a sort of under your wing. And that's a Rosie. Yeah, yeah lovely bell, really, yeah. I mean... From what's what's yeah. left of him experience wise. I mean that's the thing, that's what's worrying me. <laughs> you know, I mean the experience we do have, I mean Mark Roy well experienced. Rams played in 
two. Rams played two. McElroy is probably outside of Rose, the most experienced player now left. Yeah. You got Shane's Fleetwood. Played. Shane's played two. No, Shane's played one. One, sorry, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Shane's played one. Uh, Fleetwood's played two. And then has Tyrrell played one? I think Zabelli's played one, but I don't quote me on I can't that. remember if he's played two. I think he's only played, he played one. Last one, didn't he? I'm, I'm sure Tyrrell played the last one. Yeah, I can't remember him being at France. No. So, yeah. So, Rosie in that edition would be really helpful. Yeah, man. Let's just see how we all got on. Obviously, Big Bob hopefully makes it. Maronk should be. I think he's a shoe-in. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate, definitely. So, yeah, um, boys and Mr. Cut, obviously, we mentioned them. But uh, going over to the, the scoring over the four days, I mean, we've touched on this a little bit. Obviously, we've seen, like, by guys that missed the cut and by like, how much and, like, the scores and the, the cut line itself as well. You know, I mean, it just shows you the difficulty of the course. I mean, from what you've seen, mate, has it been the most... I don't want this. It, to me, being an amateur golfer, it looked fucking terrifying. That golf course. Yeah, but they've set that course up to be like that because I know the guys that were going to it were the best of the best. And yes, it was going to catch them out, but they're more likely to be able to cope with it than your average Joe. Yeah. Had you and I gone and played that golf course, one, I wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> Two, neither one of us is breaking 100 there. In those not conditions, a not a chance, man. Not a chance. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it. Was it yesterday? Uh, Joel Damon's caddy um, played afterwards, and he's a Scots golfer, and he mm-hmm. walked off an eighty-five. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, a... believe it, mate. Yeah, yeah. It just looked terrifying, like, mate. The, like the Masters, they all talk about being obviously the pinnacle of golf courses to an extent. But it is very forgiving. Mm. They don't obviously the course's defence is the greens. Always yeah. has been. Yeah. And the undulation of those greens and the to some of the undulations on the on the course itself. But that course will catch four out time and time again because of the greens. Mm-hmm. The PGA had to use the rough and bunkers and they utilized it incredibly well. Now my worry would be the US Open will have watched that. Oh, Are they yeah. going to try and go one better? Oh, man. Oh, speaking of the US Open, I saw it today. Guess who's qualified for the US Open? Who's qualified? He Is went through mean? regional qualifying and then final qualifying. And with the last hole of his final qualifying, birdied it to shoot I think a pair of 66s to get in to make it oh fuck don't quote me now I think it's 15 on the bounce he's now qualified for Tom um, it's my man Sergio Gastia you're joking nope well the PGA was going on he went and qualified for the US Open why has this nobody spoken about how have I not seen this it only broke really today because I think it was today was the last qualified for it or the final. Holy shit. But I seen I seen it on Instagram earlier. 
So obviously that also, if we're on the topic of the US Open, I loved, I sent you this yesterday, mm. the uh, breaking update, Sky Sports, Tiger Woods withdraws from next month, US Open. Oh, mate, this is good. Again, like, no, no shit, Sherlock. It's honestly getting ridiculous that they're even classing it as news. I mean, I know they've got Texas Tiger, but come on a fuck. He's not playing for the rest of the year. Yeah. Let's just move on from it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let him rehabilitate, recover, fuck about, do what he's doing. And yeah. I mean, Sorry. he's going to be relevant no matter what. You just know, going back to Sergio Garcia, I've just gone on his Instagram just to confirm it. 24th consecutive US Open appearance. Wow. Wow. He had to do it through open qualifying this time. So he's found a bit of form as well coming into into the qualifying because he's not been as poor as he was on live last year. He's certainly had a bit more. Definitely been better this year, yeah. That's just me fanboying still over Sergio. Fuck, it needs to be mentioned, mate. It's not me talking about it at all. I've not seen anything like this. Just because he gets a shit ton of hate. Yeah, but he loves it, does he? He enjoys it. (laughs) Oh, I think you're right there. Yeah. So I... Oh, looking forward to Los Angeles then, mate. I'll be good. Good to see it's him. ramping back. up anyway. Yeah, it's going to it's, it's going to be good. I mean, like you said, you say it all the time, mate, and I can't agree with you more. It's the US Open. It's going to be entertaining. Right. We know that definitely. But yeah, um, I think we should wrap up from there, mate. What do you think? Yeah, I can't really think of much else to talk about. Just the PGA, Aye, I'm mate. happy with that. Yep, Oak Hill delivered. Thoroughly enjoyed that major. Looking forward to, obviously, like we said there, uh, LA. I just wish there was a fly on the wall or a recorder in Jay Monahan's office when he sat and watched it. <laughs> he <said> sweating, man. <laughs> oh, man, it's just, I mean, not the shit on, like, looks of John Rama that, or Fitzy, but, I mean, the guys that made the cut, like, lift players made the cut, and then the boys from the PGA. They had three, the three in the top ten again, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna Cam a rejuvenated Bryson and then obviously Brooksy. How good is Bryson looking at the minute, mate? Like, well, he said it, it himself, he said it himself. He needed to cut out what he was doing because yeah. not only did he find out he actually had a few not allergens but intolerances to a lot of the stuff he was putting in his system, mm-hmm. it was also cutting his life short, as he, as he put it. So, Good I think. Before. Physically and mentally, he's in a far better place. Hmm. Yeah, nice. Good to see him back, man. I mean, Bryson's Bryson. We all loved it when he came on the scene with the obviously bulking up in the long drive and that as well. He, used to, he was a pain in the arse when he first came on the scene, actually, being the scientist that he is. Nice to call himself. <laughs> Fucking talk about slow play back then, man. Holy shit. The, he was... the tour, yeah, but the tour, yeah, slow play was always a. Bad habit, really poor. But the tour needs characters, and Bryson's a character. Whether you love him or hate him, not unlike Patrick Reed, he's a character that you do need in because it does keep a different form of entertainment in the game. But Simon, go if, we're wrapping, if, if, we're, if we're wrapping this up, I do want to do a last shout out for Phil Mickelson making a hundred consecutive cuts. At the PGA as well. That's insane, man. 
but he had to ruin it by saying he's looking forward to the next hundred. <laughs> no, you're not making another hundred. <laughs> it's oh. like coffee, man. It's keeping him alive. But yeah, <laughs> we're off with the like you said, mate. Um, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in this week. Um, it's been unexpectedly a very good week for golf in regards to the major. Um, again, social media, Instagram, give us a shout out, DM, whatever. Again, I'll say it to the guys listening over in the States, New York area, if there's any feedback you can give us, to us people here living in Scotland and how it was this weekend, um, anybody got up close to Brooks or whatever, let us know, drop us a DM. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we'll tune in and catch up with you again next week. Cheerio, bye. See ya.